This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. On Tuesday, the 11th of May, the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center will screen the premiere of the film, Nobody Told Me. It is the previously untold story of Warsaw Ghetto survivor Wanda Alpinski and her courageous mother, Dr. Helena Rochstein, who was murdered in Treblinka. This event marks Wanda's 85th birthday, and I'm delighted to have her and her son, Luke Albinski, join me now to tell me more. Wanda and Luke, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting us. And, and Wanda, muzzle to when you're 85th. 85th. Yes. Let's go straight to the movie. It tells the story of your mother and grandmother, Dr. Helena Rothstein, who was born in Warsaw in Poland, correct? She was born in Warsaw, no, no, that's sir. right. And she became a doctor, which kind of was the first kind of, in a way for me, surprising thing, because I didn't know in those days, in that time, women became doctors even. Yes, there were many, uh, many women doctors at the, at the Warsaw University. And, and, uh, uh, I know this because we, we worked on a book which is going to be published in the United States called the, uh, the doctors of the Warsaw ghetto. Uh, and that book has a very lengthy list of, um, uh, 800 plus doctors, which includes many, many women doctors. And also, um, what your book and I imagine your film is also documenting in addition to, uh, the story of your mother and grandmother. The role that doctors and healthcare workers played in the ghetto and the lack of understanding that people, the lack of knowledge that we have around those frontline workers. Yes, it was an extraordinary healthcare uh, system that they had in the ghetto. They had three hospitals in the ghetto. They had labs, pathology labs. Uh, They had an entire uh, medical school there. And some of the graduates from that medical school who survived uh, the Shoah and continued their medical studies um, later in um, at Warsaw University after the war. Uh, they, uh, they they had um, eating centers. Uh, they had outpatient clinics. Uh, they had a, a very well organized healthcare system in the ghetto. Unfortunately, though, with the minimal resources that it had. It could just not cope with the tremendous amount of typhoid, typhus, and uh, most of all with hunger disease because there were literally thousands of people dying of hunger every month. You know what strikes me, Luke, is the contrast of the doctors in the ghetto working to save people as opposed to the doctors of the Nazi regime who were experimenting on people. And, and the ethics between the two sets of doctors is just so startling. Oh, it's, it's extraordinary. And also the, the terrible moral dilemmas that, that these doctors in the ghetto face. For example, at one stage, once the um, great action started, uh, some of these doctors were asked to uh, create lists of the people that were going to go uh, to Treblinka and the ones that they felt should stay at the hospital, all of this in the end was for naught because everyone was deported to Treblinka. 
But can you imagine uh, doctors trying to decide who goes, who stays, uh, first with their patients and later with their own staff, who gets uh, the hospital card that allows them to stay maybe just for a couple of weeks more before deportation, and who doesn't and gets sent to, to Treblinka. And so some of the doctors refuse to do that. They refuse to, to, to create these lists. Uh, some of them escape from the ghetto at that time and, and allow the Nazis to actually do it for them because they were not prepared to make these life and death choices. When they, the doctors also went to Treblinka, were they, was there any kind of medical support within the communities for doctors? Did they just, like everybody else? No, Treblinka was not a concentration camp in the sense that there were people that were left over after the selection to do, you know, hard labor um, and so on. Treblinka was a one pure death center. So, once the people arrived in Treblinka, within hours they were all gassed with a very, very small number of Jews that were kept behind just to help with, uh, with, uh, with the burning of the bodies and so on. But other than that, everyone arriving in Treblinka within hours was dead. Unbelievable. Tell me a little bit about the, the film Nobody Told Me and what we can expect on Tuesday the 11th of May. So uh, it's it's really about, as you say, the, the, there's a part about our our family pre-war. Um, the, the, there's some lovely pictures of my mom and her brothers as little kids uh, playing in the garden before before the war. Uh, Halina <coughs> Rothstein was married to uh, a very wealthy industrialist with many businesses in Poland. Um, and, um, uh, you know, they lived, they lived a, 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 a privileged life, uh, in the country. They were very well integrated into the country. Um, my, my grandfather had joint ventures even with the Polish military, uh, to, to, to assist with the Polish, uh, rearmament in the face of the Nazi threat. Uh, and then, um, and then it talks about uh, what happens uh, once uh, the Nazis invade, uh, how my grandfather uh, gets exiled to the Soviet Union, how Halina finds herself with the kids uh, first in Warsaw, because originally they were living in Kutno, uh, a town about 100 kilometers from Warsaw, then they found themselves in Warsaw, then they found themselves in the ghetto, then it talks about my mom's experiences in the Warsaw ghetto, uh, and then how she was uh, smuggled out of the ghetto, uh, how she was brought up in a Polish orphanage, and then obviously the tragic fate that befell um, my my grandmother, who, who was gassed in Treblinka on the 12th of September 1942. And then um, uh, at the end of the the movie, there's just a, a bit of a reflection on 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 what happened to the Jewish community in Poland. Luke, how old was your mother when she went into Treblinka? So she was born in 1907 and she went to Treblinka in Four. 1942. Four. I, I was 36 in 36 and I was in from, I think, 41 or the 
in Gerta, I, I have been small child. Yes. So you're about five years old? Yes, about five years old, yes. Wanda, have you told your story before? I didn't. In Poland, nobody talk about the war. Even my friends and relatives, they never talk about about the occupation and state of Jewish and nobody wanted to talk about it. Even the most close friend, even sister of first, my first husband of my mother, she was quite well situated in, in democratic Poland after the re-liberation by the Russians. And even we, we went to her often uh, on Sunday, Saturday, once we leave the orphanage. She never, never, ever told us anything about the war and destiny of the Jews. And I had, I had another friend, relative to my my, uh, my mother, who spent all her school with 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 my mother. She she stayed on the same desk, and she never told me about about the occupation and fate of the Jewish people. I don't know. I think it was such a big trauma. Then it was impossible for them, people who, who passed these things, to talk about. Because they have been treated in such horrible way, then talking about this, it, is, it was impossible. A lot of people just didn't want to stay in Poland anymore because they remember what happened to them in this country, even not from Poles, but from the German and from all over. You know, I heard stories of a person who was, during four years of war, staying in some Polish house in the cupboard, closed cupboard, when they were liberated, they never ever even found to these people because it was too, too traumatic. From other side, it was also a lot of Jewish girl which was adopted by Polish family. And also I heard in Holocaust Center in Poland that a lot of Jewish in Poland have had a connection with Israel, with the friends in, in Israel, and they, these friends was very kind to them, and they have all time coming to Poland and talk to them. But it was later, it was maybe in 90 or after transformation, rather than straight after the war. So this kind of this film that you're premiering, Underlies the importance of these stories being told and being told now and being captured to no, give us both insight. Never was told, and all my brothers, I have three brothers, and I myself, we all married the Polish people. They all are Polish daughters, and we adapt already in orphanage uh, Polish. Identity, because we have been told Polish history, religion, we have been 
educated by Polish professional in the way like Korczak told them to, to educate us. And nobody ever say anything about Jewish origin. Never ever. We never studied Jewish history. We haven't been really up to now, up to even when I, even after transformation, nobody talk about my mother when I come back from South Africa. I put a beautiful Yes, on the on the on the in in my cousin uh, in in Pobonski, which is great place where all people dead are. The cemetery. In cemetery, yes, I put beautiful plaque to contemplate my mother heroic stage, heroic things what she did, what, how she looked after the children and all this. But nobody else was ever talking about it. It was just a close page. Wanda, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, it's an incredible story, and really it's so important that you tell it. So thank you. Thank you very much. And Luke and Wanda, good luck for Tuesday. If you would like to see the film, Nobody Told Me, it will be premiered by the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center and the base on the 11th of May. Booking is essential, and you can do that by going onto the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center uh, website, which is jhbholocaust.co.za, or phone DOI on 11 640